Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to the fifth behind the scenes episode of Focus Fire Chat and the first behind the scenes episode that we're actually live streaming. This is your host Blue Crew 86. Joining me for tonight's Joining me for tonight's live streamed episode, we have Justin Sane 0516. Justin, how's it going for you tonight? It's live. <laughs> it's live. It's real. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was also able to convince Green to leave the mind maps alone for a bit. Green, how are you doing? Good. I'm just kind of trolling through our guest Twitter right now, looking at all the beautiful green exo heads. Yes. <laughs> so, but you're great. but you're alive. Yeah. Okay. So far. Okay. Okay. Cool. Good. Please stay that way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we also have with us someone that many know here in the Destiny community, Blaze Summerstone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to call you Jake because that's just easier for me. Yeah, yeah. that works too. That works. So, so Jake, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm still kind of getting over there all the the hype of coming back from the live reveal, and um, yeah, still pretty hyped about that. Oh yeah, I can I can imagine. I imagine we will probably be talking a little bit about that. Um, cool. Just in case someone out there doesn't already know, can you let us know where everyone can find you? Yeah, I'm um, I'm just um, the same same name, Lays Summerstone on Twitter, and then also I have a web comic that is maybe um, of people's interest if you are interested in Destiny, called um, Watermelon Exo, and that's just at watermelonexo.com, and. Uh, that's probably all you need to know. And there's like links to different, like I have a store up and okay. various other links. So we'll definitely, but it's we'll mostly, definitely be getting those links into the show notes. Yeah. It's mostly the comic and the Twitter where you can find what's like new with me. And the comics totally definitely worth looking at as green might get distracted. Green, <laughs> you, green you still with <laughs> I'm reading. These are good. All TSA right. security check. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now, right now, I'm doing kind of like a special thing where I was, I was meaning to cover the whole my whole trip down to see the live event because um, I got I got invited over. So it kind of from like Wednesday to Thursday, I wanted to cover the whole thing hour by hour, and like what actually happened to me, and um, so all of it's pretty much real. But that's not the usual format of the comic. Usually it's just like one page, um, just like funny comics about Destiny. and Usually inspired by like things that I see playing the game. Nice. All right, well, let's run through the intro real quick. And then I'm going to actually hand the controls to you, Jake, to kind of give us a give us a run through of what how everything kind of got started with you. Is everyone okay with that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the expert. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. 
The Behind the Scenes series is a way for us to step out of the world of game lore and talk about other aspects of the community that we're so proud to be a part of. It also allows us a chance to sit down and really get to chat with well-versed individuals from within that aspect of the community, giving us a chance to really explore the topic. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian One, Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire, and the network's newest edition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. This chat is going to be discussing the often mysterious process of creating artwork, with a focus on comics and video game concept work. With that all being said, I'm going to let Jake give us a bit of an introduction into how he does the magic that he does. Jake? Yeah, my name is Jake Myler, and I've been working in comics for like... 15 years or so and i've been also doing like um i've been doing background designs for video games actually for like 10 years but it's yeah so i'm I'm living up here in seattle and uh yeah i've just been doing this for a long time so um but then oh what (laughs) no so like 15 years yeah when did you get started yeah i mean a lot of that time that I'm including in those 15 years was like struggling to get started in comics. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it. Um, I used to live down in LA with, um, with my wife and we were just like in a tiny, tiny house in Burbank and like uh, basically like I was just trying to get any comic jobs that I could get. That took a while to kind of like took a while to like kind of get started but then, um, then things started taking off. Well, then, like, so going going back just a little bit further, <clears throat> you know, one of the one of the most common questions that we always we always hear whenever we do the behind the scenes is how how did you you know how did you get started? Like, did you go to did you go to school for the art, or did you go to you know you know some some people that we've talked to they went to school for one thing and then kind of stumbled into what they do now. What about yeah. what about you? Did you did you start off kind of knowing, you know, hey, I'm gonna do uh I don't even know what this would be called, but technically the comic book, you know, concept yeah, art comic. type thing. Yeah, um I was I kind of uh I feel like I kind of stumbled into everything that I was doing, but um <laughs> best way to find but, stuff. Best yeah, way. Uh, you just kind of have to like leave all your options open and just go with whatever comes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I originally like got a, I have a degree in animation from okay. a college down in Burbank. And then I, I got the degree and then for some reason we, we decided, Oh, let's move to Vegas. <laughs> like I think I was doing it kind of cause like I was too scared to, you know, just apply to an animation company. Mm-hmm. It would seem like too daunting to me. And also I kind of wanted to, there was like these things um, back in 2002 or three, there were like these contests going on um, that were being held by this company called Tokyo pop mm-hmm. that uh-huh. used to exist. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And they would run these contests to like create your own manga and, you'll um if you win you'll be in this like comic anthology 
and uh and then then you you might get a contract to like work on an actual comic with them whole manga and so like i was like oh yeah maybe this is this is what i want to do i'll I'll just get like a menial job and kind of just apply to this this contest and um i think i applied like three times or something and never won never won once (laughs) so (laughs) that didn't work out but um but at the same time, I don't think it's like wasted time because like I right. still practiced and making a comic, even like a 20 page comic is that's a lot of that's a lot of drawings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> were those comics like I know with manga, it's it's a you know, for those who aren't obvious or aren't aware, you know, a normal comic book in the, here in the States is read like. Well, like we read normal books oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Whereas the mangas usually most mangas are um like are they, in the opposite the, the opposite direction, right? And it's yeah. completely opposite. It's it's yeah. you know, instead of right to left, it's almost left to right, I believe, isn't it? I'm trying yep. to remember yep. it. It's, it's been left, a while since I've right. had to read a manga. No, it's uh, it's right to left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are and correct. Yeah. I, I bought my son. I bought my son a Naruto book and I took it back because it was broken. It was, <laughs> and it was I'm, I demanded that they give us a, a, a good one. <laughs> you screwed up. You screwed up, guys. Oh, crap. But um, yeah, and, and these are and the, yeah, they were like all they're black and white instead of color mm-hmm. and usually like um, screen tone for grays and stuff. Um, just different straight shades of gray and and they're also like usually that's kind of the storytelling is a little different too it's more, right right well i mean it's slow. just like like yeah it's more it's more um it's more like i don't, I don't want to say it's more dramatic but it's more drawn out it seems with mangas the way, yeah the way that i always thought of it was like american comics kind of like they kind of tell you what's happening through words and like there'll be less pictures, more words. And then like manga kind of like shows you what's happening through like actions, less Mm -hmm. words, more. That's why it's like, you'll get, you know, you'll get like a 300 page book and sometimes like barely anything will actually occur. The book, (laughs) but it's like, it's like almost watching. It's like like a lot of screaming. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's like a set of storyboards for a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, it feels sometimes it really feels like you're watching a movie. Like mm-hmm. if you ever read, um, like there's a guy, uh, Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh-huh. He's like, he's like the guy who made Akira. Basically. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah. If you, but if you read one of his comics, it is exactly like watching a movie. It's yeah. so crazy. And so you, you kind of, yeah. Oh, so what? do you, do you carry, did you, I mean, I'm just curious as to like the evolution of that style into, you know, the style that you have, you know, well, watermelon, yeah. for example, you know, how yeah. did you, how did that kind of evolve for you? You know, how did you, how did you take that? Cause I know you said you, you've also done some background work for video games, like concept artwork. Like yeah. how, how does that, how did that all kind of meander yeah, it, and it really, yeah, it really did meander. It was like, so go. Oh, should I just tell the rest of the story? Yeah, of, yo, go for it. Yeah, go for happened? it. So yeah, yeah, I went to um, I was trying, I was trying to get a job uh, through that contest, and then we were like, Vegas is hot. This is not working out. I think um, it just we wanted to go back to L.A., and we had some friends in L.A. too that we kept visiting them um, 
because we're 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 actually trying to sell shirts in at, at conventions and stuff so we made like a little mini company with some friends in la and we kept going back and forth and we we're like let's just move to L- back to la and so in la i as as i tell this i'm like i realize this is going to take a long time um <laughs> we got we got it it's we okay got it. we're fine okay back back in la i just um i decided i'm going to apply to every craigslist ad that has anything to do with art and any like comic book ad that has any any craigslist ad that has to do with comics and so i just kept applying and applying like i think i got i got i got one job that was like it was for an advertising company or something and i got another job for like um where's like a movie a really crappy movie company that like wanted to pitch they thought the way to get into the movie biz was to make a comic and then pitch that comic as a movie so i did that um so i was just kind of i was and i was doing that all like um with a tablet on computer kind of developing like my my skills like with a computer and coloring Mm -hmm. um but and like and and these these jobs are weird like one time I got paid completely in monster energy drinks. I saw that. that is I awesome. saw that in there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. no, but it wasn't, it wasn't just a, I think, cause I was like, I think I was charging them like thousand dollars. No, I was like, no, I was like $200 a page or something. And then they were like, we can't pay you for this. So they basically gave me like, I think they gave me like $400 worth of monster energy, which is, it's actually a lot. <laughs> it's like more than you can purchase. <laughs> That's insane. And I had like a little mini fridge and it was just like completely <laughs> filled with monster energy drinks. And we're, I don't we're even also dollars worth of that though. We're also, we're also like extremely, we're extremely poor. So like, I just, I don't have any, we would like be um, buying our water cause we didn't trust LA water system ta- out mm-hmm. of the tap. And we lived in a really crappy place. So it was like, Oh, I don't have anything to drink. I'll just drink this monster energy drink. <laughs> I got thirsty. Like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jake didn't so, sleep much. I may I might have formed a little of an addiction or something. I don't think my <laughs> body produces the right chemicals anymore. <laughs> You're not quite human anymore. Mm-mm. That's okay. But but yeah, it was it was crazy. But then the weird thing is, through that, I actually got a job. Um, I got a job from a writer who was looking for an artist um, through Craigslist. And then it happened to be to work on a comic for Tokyo pop. Oh, wow. Where, which was the company I was trying to yeah. apply to in the, those contests. And then that, okay. That writer be, turned out to be crazy. So <laughs> that fell through. Cause he was like, I know, I know the biz. Like he was like a big movie guy, I guess. And he was like, I know the business. I'm going to like, I'm going to get us the highest rates. And like, he kept, he kept like returning the contract thinking he could get more money. And that does not fly. <laughs> like he, they just dropped him. Dang. But God. the upside of that, the upside of that, I was doing a lot of like concept work and stuff. And then one of the, one of the editors there was like, when another project came along, he was like, Oh, well I saw this artist. Maybe we can use him. It's me. And they called me up, and then that's how I got my first big, like, graphic novel project. Nice. Was through that weird circuitous route, <laughs> and then that that led like, and a graphic novel like takes like 
year for me at least it takes like a it takes a while and i did i ended up doing two graphic novels for tokyo pop and then tokyo pop like actually went under mm-hmm. at a certain point yeah yeah but then like all those editors left but then they joined the editors left but they joined other companies like boom studios which is um they do like actual legitimate comics um that uh in america um and do like uh comics for kids and stuff mm-hmm. and they had seen like the comic i made for tokyo pop was kind of like a a younger person's comic it was about like a how like a young protagonist with like a a teddy bear that came to life and was very like whimsical and stuff and and so he had me he was like oh maybe you'd be good at fraggle rock and so i started working on fraggle rock comics and um that led into me doing like a lot of like covers for different comics and i was like doing covers for like uh different disney comics and chip and dale and rescue rangers and nice different, different things and it just kind of evolved and like it, it was cool because like if you just it feels like if you just do your work and get it done like on time and stuff you start getting like a reputation like mm-hmm. like you oh you you'll actually not drop the ball and then other you'll kind of get known by other editors and they'll want to use you for different projects and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of how I like went from having like more of manga um, style and to just having like an all around, I don't know, just (laughs) a more multi-purpose style. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and it's, it's cool too, because like, I'm, I'm sure that the, the inf, I guess the influences, you would call it the influences of like the, the style that manga brings or that it focuses on probably gives you a bit of a, a unique edge when you are doing your artwork, you know, that you do today, especially with like, you know, the water, the watermelon. Well, okay. So like watermelon XO, right. Um, yeah. What what's the story behind Watermelon XO? I know a lot of people mm. a lot of people who will be listening to this know you through Watermelon XO. So how how did that how did that all get started? Well that that was that was interesting. I don't it was like another instance where it started off small and I I just I was playing Destiny and actually the the person who got me to play Destiny was my wife. Cause she saw that first ad, you know, the, mm-hmm. the first trail live action trailer. And she's like, she thought that the, um, the, the warlock, uh, like, like teleportation ability that's shown in there looked really badass. So she was like, Oh God, <laughs> she got it first. And then I, I made a character and was like, Oh, you can make, you can make robots character in this. Like that, really blew me away that they let you have a robot character mm-hmm. very intriguing and um i just liked how the how it looked like i think bungie did a really good job with the whole exo customization and stuff so that oh, yeah. that makes me really interested to know what they're gonna do for customization for d2 oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah but um yeah for the for watermelon exo i just kind of like started off just like i was drawing a few idle um like fan art pictures of my character. And then I got kind of a good response. Like people are like, Oh, this is cool. And um, 
and then so then I was like, oh, I'll just do like I'll do like one, just a little short comic, because um, I guess it was kind of like a commentary on like how when you start the game, it actually it just makes no sense at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's you're so like great. Yeah, you're like, what is this? Why why do I suddenly have clothes? What where am? How do I <laughs> like nothing? Like even now, I it kind of doesn't. It's not all pieced together, even though I've been yeah. st- to be honest. What the right. plot of this game? <laughs> one, of, one of one of my favorite animations of Destiny, like from year one, was they did an. There was this. I can't even remember who did it, but it was so perfect. There's a little eight bit side scroller yeah, animation, yeah. and it the ghost is like do 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 do, and it resurrects one person, and it or I think it's like a warlock or something, and it's like, wait, who are you? What are we doing? Where are we? And it like shocks yeah. it and kills it, and then goes yes, over. Find yeah. any questions? <laughs> you have to find that. You have to find the guardian that asks no no questions, just goes along with it. Yeah. So. I have a question about watermelon. Uh, so it's hard. First of all, this isn't a question. This is just a statement. It's hard for me to imagine you doing <laughs> manga. Um, just the the color palette in um, Moss Creek Divide and and Watermelon XO are freaking mm-hmm. awesome, and they are not Thanks. muted at all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, especially watermelon. I I love it. Well, yeah, and and the I guess I, I'm I'm not super art savvy but the brush selection from what i can see everything looks like especially in that first um watermelon exo scene like really kind of uh like soft brushes and it looks kind of a lot a lot of kind of granular looking shading. yeah yeah and i think i was like oh yeah it just, oh no I was, I was just gonna say it the even the style like um that it's drawn in lends itself to being comical which that's like the first step for me. I think it's funny just his face before I even read any of the dialogue. Well, not only that, I mean, you have very serious moments. I just flipped to a comic that looks much more serious and you've got a lot more dramatic shading and a lot more depth. It's not as comical looking. I mean, there's a wide variety throughout the comic. So I, yeah. I guess my question is, is this kind of a style you developed over time or did you stumble upon this when you were doing this one? Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it is kind of like a, like I had, I have my other comic, my other web comic, uh, Moss Creek Divide, but I wanted to do a comic that had a completely different style. So I just, um, I decided, Oh, I'm going to do this one without where it's like more painted. It's not, like I don't, there's no black lines or anything. Mm-hmm. Like the other comic, I start off pencils, then I'd go to inks or just do the black inks and then I color on top of that. And then this one, I just like take a panel and just go from background. I just go from background to characters, complete everything that's in that panel all in one go, basically. So it's, so it's kind of like it's a little mini painting. Um, but mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of developed that style. Like, doing fraggle rock basically because it's like it was another thing whereas um it's like fraggle rock is it's a live action show it's puppets but it's like yeah it's like and that was kind of the way i interpreted it it's an amazing show so what i'm getting from this what i'm getting from this is you are a doozer (laughs) Um, oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite 
And I mean, what's your favorite part of the process when it comes to designing a comic? Is it the penciling or is it the coloring, painting? Hmm. Or is it just all of it wrapped up in one? I mean, I guess favorite part is like, yeah, I guess my favorite part is coloring it. Because that's when I feel like everything comes together finally, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like my favorite part is actually finishing it and having it be <laughs> <I'm> done. done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can sympathize. That's kind of a cop out answer, though. But. No, I mean, I can totally see that because I mean, it gets kind of meditative and you're very deliberate. And yeah. it looks like there's so many different layers you go through because I'm, I mean, I see you have your background layer, then you have your like your mid layer going on and then just multiple layers on top of that it's just it's a it's fascinating to me to know that people on a computer can do this pretty seamlessly anymore yeah it's, i mean it, it is like kind of a struggle still like even like uh, i've been trying to do um twitch streams of drawing yeah those um, are really good by yeah, the way uh, but it's like arc strider is amazing yes oh, thanks. thank you yeah yeah i just posted that today um but it's like when I was when I was even doing that one, um, like people are talking to me and stuff, and then I was like, I have to like try to ignore what they're saying because like <laughs> when I'm it's... when I'm when you're first laying out that that initial design or something, that's mm-hmm. the part that takes the most stressful thinking. Like where like okay, where's where's the arm gonna go? Oh, this this hand looks so crappy. I have and like you're trying to like adjust all these little things and um. Yeah, like, that part is not art, is not relaxing yeah. at all. Drawing, <laughs> yeah, drawing, drawing while stream live streaming, just like to me, that sounds like two completely separate worlds. Some, mm-hmm. some people can really do it. Um, yeah, like and like be talking to the crowd at the okay. same time, and I'm like, how do you do this? Yeah, and two, also they have two you're drawing brains, a, they have two brains in their head. That's how. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're drawing a character you've probably seen all of what ten times. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, that. and it, so that that's why so far all of my live streams have been kind of like I just put music on, but I don't have a I don't have a microphone. Just um, I just like I'll be oh, drawing, and I'll just draw, 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 and then when I see a question, I'll just answer it in chat and then go back to drawing. I think that's smart for that's that kind a, of yeah. process, though. Yeah. yeah, some people have like you know the whole webcam on them. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense on their face because it's just someone looking down the whole time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know that um, concentrated. That concentration is slipping a little oh, yeah. bit on his face. So we... <laughs> oh, I've done some time lapse stuff. You should try this. I've done some time lapsed videos of me working in Photoshop, and they're hilarious. Mm. Like they're that just just true. my eyebrows and just everything's just going all oh, over of, of your face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Stiff-arming children, you know. Yes, stiff-arming children out of the room because my son walks in behind me (laughs) with no shirt on. And and I, like, bring him to me and give him a hug and say, uh, hey, buddy, go in the other room. And then I can just kind of, like, playfully kind of, like, pat him on the back as he leaves. But because it's sped up seven seven hundred percent, it oh looks like I it looks like I hiduken him out of the room. <laughs> I started getting Twitter comments that were like, "Is, is he in the street? Is he okay?" That's hilarious! Wow, it was the best part. <laughs> but uh, 
No, I was just going to say, so you're, you're actually using, uh, especially when you do um, watermelon XO, cause it's all, it's all done on the computer, right? Um, yeah. As opposed to, so you're using a, a Wacom tablet or yes. something like that. Yeah. Um, I have a big Cintiq screen. Okay. That's, that's one of the big touch screens, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not, well, mine's not touch screen and it's, but that might just be because it's old. It's an old version of it. But, um, but yeah, it's like you have the, a pen. You basically draw directly on the screen. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of like, I think it's the most worthwhile purchase I've ever made, like for my job. Mm-hmm. So is, it, yeah, is it a vertical screen or is it a, like, does it lay horizontal? How does that? Yeah, it lays, yeah, it has a little, like, um, little trigger in the back that, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can make it so I can it can stand up or lay flat, okay, or any angle in That's between. That's really cool. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. And the the pen actually responds to pressure. I think correct. Yeah, yeah, it has all the layers of pressure, and it has a. If you turn it around, it has an erase function on the back. No way! Nice. Oh yeah. man, yeah. That's yeah. Great. and it has it has all the little hotkeys on the side and stuff. Sliders like in the back. It's very it's very cool. <laughs> if you do anything like, especially like. If you do any painting in Photoshop or even like ZBrush, like 3D work, mm-hmm. those guys use use these kind of screens a lot. Nice. Worthwhile. So, do you, okay, do you still do physical medium though? Or do you pretty much stick to digital now? Um, like I have, yeah, I, oh, it's like I, I do do, I do physical media, but like I am, quickly getting away from it which mm-hmm. i kind of feel bad about but it's like i have uh like i like my moss creek divide comic i was even like i was inking and penciling every page like by hand on a big sheet of paper and then scanning it but then i like just found that like oh i can just do this on on the screen and not waste a piece of paper and yeah. not have to scan it it's already in there and it looks it looks i can't tell i can't tell if there's any difference so so yeah, the technology that's come right. up with it within even the last 10 years, as far as the digital painting and the tablets and stuff like that. I, I mean, I remember seeing like original tablets from 10, 15 years ago, and it was just like drawing with a piece of charcoal, essentially. I mean, there was yeah. no sensitivity. There was no, it was just a pain. You had to draw with a mouse at best. And, MS and paint, now, baby. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now even like um the the most recent EXO uh, modern, um watermelon EXO comics that I've been putting up about the whole um Bungie reveal, the whole Destiny 2 reveal, those are actually all done on an iPad. Oh, iPad that's Pro. impressive. Cuz yes, I wanted is. to like have something that I could take with me and try to work on it. Mm-hmm. Even though that didn't work out <laughs> at all. Even though you had no time <laughs> to actually do it. No. Did you even like storyboard while we were there? It was so hard to do anything other than I, just be there. I only did it on the I only did it on the plane a little bit, but then um okay. when I when I which this is going to come up in my next comic like I w- I was like drawing 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 uh, and then like half hour in I looked slightly to my right and uh like and Triple Rec was like sitting right next to me and I didn't realize that the whole time and Mav. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? 
<laughs> like I was just seeing him out of the corner of my eye, and I thought it was just like an. I, that was just like some old Chinese man or something. <laughs> he, had like, he had like he had like really long ha- black hair, and I was like, so so gonna tell I was him. Like, no, don't tell him. And then, but then like, and then I realized like in front of them is Miss Five Thousand Watts, and oh like, my god, was right behind. I was like, oh my god, this plane is like full of everybody from like the community. Chinese man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so good. And so, like, just for the I, record, I every time I played, yeah, every time I played PvP, Triple Rec was on the other side. I didn't bother to. Look oh at no! <laughs> <laughs> so, good excuse, yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh gosh! So, what do you? What kind of advice would you give to people who want to get started in doing artwork? Hmm. Um. Like. I, like I was even having this question like lobbed to me last night when I was um, on Twitch from a kid who wanted to know how to even start. And I think, I think the best advice is just draw like all the time. And that sounds like a cop out kind of answer as well. (laughs) But I mean, you have to draw almost like you're an, an insane person. Like you have to, you know, carry around a sketchbook and then every time you have like a second of time, just, doodle something it doesn't matter if it's a masterpiece or anything just you just draw like some draw some people walking down the street draw some plants draw a bird draw something from your imagination and just keep drawing like until you just fill up that sketchbook and then get another sketchbook and fill that one up just and you have to just keep drawing that is the number one thing that will make you a better artist is just practice Drawing so, from imagination seems yeah. like it's so much harder. No. Like, I, I, so I, oh gosh, I could take a picture and I can copy the picture. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. I will do that fine. But if you make me sit down and say, draw from memory this person without an, mm. a reference, oh my God, I'm just sitting there in tears because I, I don't even know where to start. But that That's hard. That If you're trying to like replicate something from memory, that I think that would be pretty hard. <laughs> But I think as you draw, like, if you, as you draw stuff from life, like, probably stuff from your imagination will begin, get easier and easier to draw, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other, another piece of advice is to kind of, um, if you want to do something like go into art, art as a career, just be willing to just, um, like, ignore, ignore your own, like, inhibitions or or ignore your own like doubts about yourself and just keep drawing like yeah (laughs) i don't know how to describe this like a lot of people oh yeah like i had in college i had a job working as a as a um as one of those people in the zoo that draw caricatures Mm -hmm. on the on the not on the street but like in like an amusement park you'll see the caricature artists and stuff and that was like that was kind of the worst job. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't the worst job, but it was it was pretty bad because you have to like constantly ask people, "Oh, do you want a caricature? You want a caricature?" And they're like avoiding you and giving you dirty work and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. And then and you basically only got paid what you made, like from the from the drawings you made that day. Mm-hmm. So some days you'd go into work and may draw no one, and you're like, "Well, I just." sat around for eight hours got nothing for it 
so but okay enough complaining but like um <laughs> the thing about that was there were some artists there that were so good and i, I always felt like they could get they could get a a job anytime like in animation and stuff but i'd ask them like why why don't you like um why aren't you applying to like a job why why aren't you applying to studios at Cartoon Network or something? And they'd be like, uh, my, my portfolio is not ready yet. I feel like I need to get better. And I feel like that is kind of like tough to be just let go of that and like be willing to kind of make a fool out of yourself. You know, maybe, maybe put you'll yourself be yourself out there. Yeah. Just put yourself out there. And if you don't do that, nothing will come of it. But I mean, but considering you, you yeah. did, Boom Studio. I mean, Boom Studio is not a name to like snuff. Neither is Tokyo. Yeah. It's like both of them are huge, huge names in the comic world. It's just, it's, it's impressive. It's very impressive that you've been able to break into it. Because I, the only reason I know anything about art is I had a friend in college who was an art major. He was an art teacher. And he talked about the struggle bus that most people in the area go through because they, they get cornerstone into a very specific style and no one ever pushes them and that's all they do and then they get that they don't try to branch out and do anything that may be a little bit different and challenge them yeah yeah so you just have to like sometimes you just have to roll the dice and like and actually just ignore your doubts and just get out get out of your own way yeah get out your own way exactly and that i think that's that's a lim- that's a limit that a lot of like artists just starting like have they don't they don't really want to they don't want to really try or like they'll apply to a job and like kind of self sabotage you know themselves because <laughs> they won't get they won't get all their like portfolio together and stuff because they're like not quite convinced that they themselves can get the job right yeah maybe they're like way talented so Jake what was the first um, job or the first piece of work that you did where you said, yeah, I'm going to make a living out of this where you really felt like, like you weren't messing around anymore. You, you'd found your calling. Uh, I don't know if that's actually happened. (laughs) 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 Cause you always have like that. You always do have that self doubt, you know, Mm -hmm. people are like, Oh, your stuff's really great. But you're like, are you sure about that? I don't know. Um, but I, I am. I was really proud of um, my first graphic novel because that put that was like almost 200 pages of comic book work, and like no one had been able to see it yet. And then it, the first time the public sees it is like in a bookstore, and that was pretty yeah, cool. Be, and you're like, whoa, this is real. Yeah, that would be a really cool feeling. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I could go to a bookstore and buy that. Not anymore because it's out of print. <laughs> oh, at, at some at some time you can go on eBay and buy this, and actually okay. you can go on Comixology. Oh, is it in Comixology? Yep. Yeah, nice. all my old comics are kind of archived in a Comixology. Yeah, um, which is we will have to link the name of that sucker. Yeah, I actually. Will... Yeah, I have like a whole um, author page for there. Nice, nice, pretty cool. So what about all right? So here's here's another really common question. I'm sure you've gotten this one. All right. So I, we you know we know we have to work really hard. We have to practice all the time. But seriously, what secret? What what's the secret to uh, mm. to making to being successful? Mm. 
because you know that's what that's, that's what it is. It's all about the secret. This, I want a trick. It's <laughs> more of like what it's it's more of what I was saying like before. It's like <laughs> there's no secrets. It's just like I'm well, may, just you could you could practice a lot. You could try every chance you get to get a job. Like like you know like when I was I was applying to every like job opportunity on craigslist and stuff and like craigslist was even how my wife got a job in video games oh wow yeah so like don't don't be shy to <laughs> don't as long don't as they're not like craigslist as, yeah don't as long as they're not like as long as they're not like asking for free art or something like then stay mm-hmm. away from that right but yeah like but just don't don't be afraid to get out there um, and then maybe it's really hard for artists to do this. Like me too. Like I, like I went to the, the, you know, the, the bungee reveal, but like, I barely talked to anybody. Cause I was kind of, I get like pretty timid around public things. And, but like at the same time, don't be afraid to talk to people, I guess. Mm-hmm. The other thing, if you want to get into like, even like, um, game development and don't be afraid to go and have a chat you know with some of the game developers because they could maybe they'll remember you or something later down the road mm-hmm. well and, and like so like talking i mean well let's let's kind of deviate into the like the destiny 2 reveal there you know i've mm-hmm. i've seen um they started releasing some of the the background uh like is it the mats is it is it is that the right term for it like it's mm. like the base image that they used for the scenes, kind of like the background, like art. Oh, there was some concept uh, art. Yeah, uh, I mean, concept it's art not hanging it wasn't, up with some of the. No, oh, I mean, like, like just the way background. Uh, yeah, so like the uh, I don't know hedge hedge money uh, kind of put some stuff up, and it was like oh, the, like you mean the sky boxes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, but yeah. it was like he he. I think he called it like a mat or something. I don't know. Huh, okay. But anyways, I, I just know like it's the picture. It's like the picture, um, the one with Zavala standing on the tower looking over the city with the traveler, but it doesn't have Zavala in it from the yeah. animation. Um, yeah. So like for 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 you, what what is it like when you go to, you know, what was Destiny 2 like? What like from an artistic standpoint, what was did you know what I guess what was what that? What yeah. stood out for you, I guess, as, as an artist? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if um, people noticed, but, like, I, I hear a lot of, like, people kind of, not a lot, but a few people, like, ragging on the on Destiny 2 for being, like, two, two the same as Destiny 1 and looks the same. And <laughs> people are, like, so different. Yeah, people are saying that, like, it doesn't look any different. Yeah, but I have to disagree. It it really looks a lot different. (laughs) So I was like, um, like I I got to play toward the end of the reveal. You could basically just um, you could play the first story mission, first Mm -hmm. story mission where you're Mm -hmm. in the tower and it's on fire Um, at will. (laughs) Yeah, you could just like sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it again. And like, you don't have to get up from your seat at all because they had to like they had to turn off some of the stations because no one was there. Mm-hmm. But um, but I know, I know yeah, Justin I just said it. they had to drag him out. So yeah, I just I was just playing it a few times. I was playing over and over, and like 
like getting up close to things and like, whoa, the reflection on that is so good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like they, they really did um, update the like materials mm-hmm. of everything, the particle effects and things like that. Oh yeah, the particles are more advanced. Actually, there was one point where I, uh, I think I did, I threw a grenade or something on the ground. And all the ammo boxes were right there where I threw my grenade. And then they started just flipping and bouncing all over the place. Not like yeah. crazy, like 50 yeah. feet or anything. Yeah. But they just, I was like, okay, I don't remember that. Uh, yeah. Maybe then, they used to do that, but I don't remember it being so dynamic, I guess. Yeah, it did seem more. Um, like even like in the, the trailer part when it showed the first live action part. Um, oh gosh, one of the so One good. of the bad guys like drops a heavy and it kind of like... Mm-hmm. Does a spin in the air and then drops. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, wow, the animation systems have been updated. And don't even talk about PC. Oh my god, Ooh. PC looks too good. Because <laughs> PC, like, oh, I finished the strike right on PS4, and mm-hmm. it looked amazing. And then I wandered over to the PC, and I was like, what is this? Is the same <laughs> strike? <laughs> it's the same strike, but like everything has so many more frames and. Things that you're almost, used to seeing, almost like twice a, as many, right? Yeah, yeah, or, or up to four hundred or something. Was it? That's insane. Yeah, it does. Oh, but it's like, God. like when you do something that you are really used to, like resing or something. Like if you do a res animation, um, like you see the you see that res animation, and you've seen it a thousand times and millions of times, and but seeing it on the PC is like different. It, you there's like so many more little details that that you didn't know were there kind of insane when okay so you said your wife does video game is Mm -hmm. she an artist as well yeah she she actually um she is a um she got well she answered a craigslist ad um when we first moved to seattle (laughs) it was to do like like fashion design yeah clothing concept design as I look at her, like, what was it? Um, and, and then, but then she like she quickly became the lead character design artist, oh, Car- characters caricature concept or character concept artist, and um, basically, and it was like she, I think she just basically showed that she's like, you know, she would get what had to be done done mm-hmm. on time or ahead of time, and. She, kind of took charge and she's like she basically heads a whole art department that's i mean thinking about designing for a a world that would be considered 3d even though i know destiny technically isn't necessarily 3d just the modeling involved for that and then all the physics added on top of that it's just like i can't even imagine how many man hours go into that as far as designing the the character and then creating the different the effects that happens yeah. with the computer it's like that's yeah, it just almost mind-blowing it almost makes me mad it makes me mad a little bit like when people mm. have complained about not having enough new items or something on a on a release or something they'll be or like uh, or complaining like, about being reskinned yeah mm-hmm. and like, mm. you know how much hard it is to do that even like things like simple as like those um those like the different um, color combinations that you can mm-hmm. have that are applied to your it's applied to your armor and stuff, but you notice like each one affects the armor differently. 
Mm-hmm. It's like someone had to like go and pick and choose like how it's going to look for every, probably every item. It's not just like a apply to all items kind of type of thing. What? Yeah, yeah it is so much. It's, it would be so boring <laughs> if it did. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. There's little details and yeah, it just, everything takes so many man hours. That's why they have like 700 employees over there. Mm-hmm. It's intense. Yeah. Very. So you've done some uh, some concept art for video games, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I actually like through a little bit of nepotism. My wife got me a job at the same company. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So but then they needed a concept artist basically to make their world. Um, it's like a, and it's like kind of like a casual, like a casual game where you kids can come in and like dress their avatar and play games and stuff and walk around in like a little virtual world. And okay. um, so, but they needed someone to make the backgrounds and stuff. So I, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and thus I was, uh, I've been working there for like 10 years. Nice. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's a, it it and it ends up being like working for a video game company. Like it ends up being like you're doing more than what your just your job title says. It's like like I do background concepts, but that's barely what I do. Like most of the time, I'm doing other stuff. Whatever kind of art is needed. Oh, you need a we need an art for like this ad, or you need this like a button, like a button in a game needs to be made, or like icon or. Um, or you need to like maybe model some 3D item or um, edits edit a little bit of code to f- make a furniture item work or something. Gets okay. it gets immense. Basically, yeah. what I hear is that I'm not the only one who has a job like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where you do everything? Yeah. Well, not not necessarily everything, but it's like that wasn't in the job description. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. It's, sometimes things just have to get done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. I like, I like having a job like that. Cause I've, I've had the opposite where I've had a, just a menial construction job or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was just dig ditches all day. Yeah. yeah no, it definitely, it definitely. Not that that's yeah. a bad thing, but no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. But I mean, no, no, you were right. You were spot but, on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so no, I'm I'm just saying that I I appreciate I appreciate having variety. For mm-hmm. like, no, definitely. <laughs> so, say somebody gives you an assignment to do a background. Do you do they just give you like a basic few keywords of what they weren't looking for, or do they give you a whole story? Like, how it really, much do it really you depends. get to decide? Yeah. Um. Well, I'm I'm the back. I guess I'm the background art director. So I usually decide all of the things, but <laughs> sometimes I usually I, get like the right details. now, right now I am working on a, a game that is like headed by someone else and it's kind of someone else's baby. And so I, I have been like taking like direction and I yeah, I just listen to what they have to say. And, and then, and I interpret what they have to say into some, some kind of like rough form, you know, and then, they look at it, decide that's where I was thinking, or no, that's not what I'm thinking, and I make you know make changes and 
keep going from there until until either you run out of time or you're or I have to just be like, no, I have to. This has to be done. <laughs> this is right, this is yeah. the final. <laughs> so, when you did like comics for Boom, and I'm gonna jump back just a tiny back into the comic book world, I know yeah. that doing panels is. Yes, it's time consuming, but doing covers. Did you get to do covers for your own comics or did that yeah. get? Because I know sometimes uh, they ship that out to somebody else to do the yeah. cover for what comic. Yeah, I was, I, I think, I, I think I was like pretty, pretty lucky to be able to like design my own covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I got to do them for like for Under Undertown and then um, later Fraggle Rock. Um, I did like two, I did two different Fraggle Rock books and I, I was actually the person to do color covers on those, even though one of the Fraggle Rock books was like a anthology of different artists, mm-hmm. but they let me do the cover for it. Nice. Which I was like, oh yeah. And um, yeah. And I just, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that. And it's, it's a lot of fun. That's like maybe the funnest, that's not a word, but <laughs> it's, it's it's the most fun thing um, to do because it's like what you're designing like one picture and it has to like in, kind of encapsulate the whole book and the feel of the whole book. Right. Yeah. The uh, style though, sometimes what's really jarring to me, if I pick up like a Wonder Woman comic and the mm, cover yeah. has been done by somebody completely different who's doing than who's doing the actual panels. Yeah. It's super jarring to me because the styles are just that much different. Yeah. Just syncing up the styles. Do you get to choose the style that you work in with a lot of those comics or is that something that's chosen for you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think usually, usually I'm, I get to pick the style. Um, and that might be, that might just be because like, like the, um, the editor is selecting me to are selecting me knowing what style I can bring to the table. And, mm-hmm. and then, so they already know, Oh, Jake has this kind of style. So that's where we're picking it. And they're not going to try to like, you know, p- push me into this, some other foreign style that, that is foreign to me and that I'll mm-hmm. probably struggle with. So, yeah. So it's, it's usually, I don't think they ever really ask people to do a, a style that's outside of their own abilities, you know, unless, I don't know. I'd saying that also like there, there are cases actually like, <laughs> like if you're, if you're doing a book for like rescue Rangers or something like a, a property that's like known, um, mm-hmm. that has a very specific style, I guess in those cases, things can get pretty difficult. Like I did, um, I did one, one graphic novel comic uh, series for um, finding Finding Nemo, the oh Pixar comic uh-huh. or the Pixar really? animation. Yeah, and that was it was fun, but the edits that you'd get from Disney were kind of insane, and they always seemed to be contradictory to what they said before and stuff. And so they were like, also they'd also like they'd approve a cover and then it would be printed and then they'd unapprove the cover and say, no, you have to change these things. And I was like, it's printed already. What the heck is happening? <laughs> so like, then you'd go back and have to 
fix it to some arbitrary, you know, style guide or so that I guess that that's a case this where sounds yeah. like work. Yeah, it sounds like working with blue. <laughs> wow, <laughs> too many people running the boat, too many captains <laughs> on the ship. Yes, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Why wow, you've done you, stuff for Disney though? That's pretty. Yeah, yeah. How sort commercial of Disney. Yes, yeah, sort of. That sounds absolutely terrifying to me. <laughs> it working. is. It's a little bit scary. Oh God. Conversely, I've like you know I've like I've done like Fraggle Rock, which is a Henson property, and that was like they were like a dream to work with, and mm-hmm. they uh, they did do edits sometimes, but it was always like almost minimal and like really understanding of like that. Oh, all artists have a different style and it's nice when people can recognize that. Yeah. So really like, is. so what, what I'm in it. So this is me kind of comparing it to something that I'm, I'm more familiar with. Uh, so like when we do programming projects, we kind of do the same thing with programmers. Like, you know, uh, ever, you know, there's, there's a, just pick a number and it's probably more, programs out there and so obviously there's a there's a, always someone who's really specialized in that particular program which i'd assume is kind of the same for an art style and so like it sounds like i guess like the project i quote the project manager of a particular project they they kind of know what style or they hopefully know what style they're kind of going for and so it, it's that right they kind of gear who they pick based off and i guess that's where your portfolio comes in right is that yeah? Is and that I, how that? Yeah, and usually like the like the the editor is like the one who's choosing it, and mm-hmm. like okay, he okay. knows he knows he kind of has like a roster of artists in mind. Like, okay, they're pretty they're pretty smart about it. Um, if you're if it's a good editor, and they'll know who to <laughs> who to choose, you know, because they, they they want it. They want to they want to make a book that comes out and's not difficult to produce, and mm-hmm, right. it comes out on time and looks good. So right. they're going to pick, try to pick the one, the artist that, you know, is best for the book and the writer and the writer that's best for the book or both. So, and I guess like kind of to kind of go off that, to jump into a different question is like, so, so, you know, when, when you picture comic books, you know, in green, I think you kind of were talking about this, but you were talking more like the art for the cover and the art within, but like mm-hmm. the writer and the artist, are are usually two different people right yeah is that, is that a pretty common i mean that's that's most comics that i've seen they've been two usually two separate people um web comics are kind of like a weird hybridization yeah. of it because i mean like it's you know like with watermelon exo you are the artist and the, the storyteller um yeah. you know most most web comics that i've seen that's I, i'm assuming that's pretty much the case um yeah so how did how did like well i guess the the question there is so how does the art you know the concept art or the art how does that drive the story or or vice versa like how how does that um how does that relationship between the artist and the writer um how does that work no <clears throat> uh, it's like it's really it can really be it can really differ case by case basis mm-hmm. It's it can I know I know cases where people have like artists have been paired up with like a writer who is just like a pain to work with and you know not no. 
not able to budge <laughs> in any way from their their vision, you know. Right, right. And then there'll be a writer. There'll be writers who who are very like, um, you know, uh, able to like adapt and like maybe they'll see things in the artwork as it as as the project is going along where um, it kind of influences like maybe even like the direction of the story and um, I, like I think the best the best um like cases for me like in the past like have been a writer that like um i don't know they they write the what's happening in the story but then they leave all like the visual things and like how things look basically up to me instead of writing panel by panel what it's supposed to be yeah because i mean you need to tell the story right they'll tell me some specifics but then be like but then not have to delineate every single piece of the thing. Cause that just makes it, that makes it so hard because I'm trying to like, I'll be trying to like, you know, steer the ship exactly into this vision that the writer has. And it just never, never seems to work out, you know? So, um, yeah. The difference between actually creating the story and writing it versus seeing the story in your head yeah. And having that set expectation already there of exactly what you want. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And then like, um, yeah, web comics is like a totally different thing because there are, there are web comics where it is writer and artists are different people. Um, but oh yeah, a lot of, a lot of them are just like, it's just one person putting it out. My, like my wife actually does a web comic with a friend and they do a, they kind of collaborate on all parts. Like they both, they both write and they both draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Like, cause I, I know, um, Oh, there was one that I used to read a lot and I just blinked on its name, but there, there was a team of like two or three people and it was kind of the same thing. Two of them were the kind of the art art artist team but then one of them was the kind of the head writer, but they all three kind of like traded. It was, it was, it was definitely like a, a team effort, which it sounds like every, everything yeah. should be if it's moving smoothly. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, you were saying like the blue, you were saying that like most American comics that like you've seen, like basically they cut up the, yeah, they cut the, up the, the, the things that you have to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you'll get a comic. That's why, like, American comics are, like, they'll maybe be a writer, and then a different person's the the penciler, and then a different person's mm-hmm. the inker. Oh, yeah, that's, like, oh, my gosh. They, like, so it's, can, like, division of labor to the nth yeah, degree. Exactly. So, like, so yeah. you kind of, so when, when you know, in your experience, do you usually do, like, all of the art, or do you, have you, have you worked on teams where it's, you know, that, it's not really micromanaged, yeah. but it's like that segregated. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not really like it, I've weirdly always, always been like the person who kind of draws and colors everything. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, and I mean, it sounds like that's kind of how you, that, that sounds like what you prefer. Yeah. I think, I think it's cause like I'll usually end up like a lot of the projects I've worked on, like I'll end up, I'll end up, I'll, I'll be the, the artist for it, but then they'll be like, Oh, we like your colors too. So why don't you just color it too? And <laughs> while then you're, do, while you're in there, just, just knock yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So it, I, no, I, I like that too. Then I mm. have more control over how everything. Right. Goes. Yeah. That's, I mean, to me, whenever I read about that, it's like, I, that would drive me insane. If I was, if I was like at all that particular, like I, I do more when I doodle, I do more like abstract uh, mm. geometric designs, but so like they don't have any color at all. Um, but like if I was like a more re- realistic, you know, like more naturalistic draw, like more of real life, I, I photorealism. Would, yeah. Thank you. Um, mm. it would go, yeah. it would drive me insane. I'm too OCD yeah. about it. Like I would be like, no, if you know, in, in case of the line art, it's like, no, that's not how I wanted it to color. Like, that's not how I see it. And I just. I can't, I can't imagine like the mindset <laughs> that it would be required to be like, okay, I'm done. And it's like, I, yeah. oh my gosh. So yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, leave, l- letting someone else like take your baby. Oh yeah. You that's, know, that's is, the other, it's, is, oh, I just spent six hours on that. Why did you ruin it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but some, I mean, that can also work the opposite way. And right. Like, that's someone amazing can color your thing and you're like, wow, this is something not, this is something that I would never have expected. And I wouldn't have done myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have like colored it like this, but it's way better. But, uh, Justin, but yeah, for some reason I usually always do it all. Oh, okay. Cool. I seem to remember a, uh, a story about the incredible Hulk is green because the, the artist who inked it used the wrong color. I think he was originally supposed <laughs> to be red or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's believable especially back in those days you had like five colors right? <laughs> <laughs> gosh that's amazing rgb <laughs> it's like for real <laughs> justin did you you had a question i think hurt had the it was that yeah actually uh we're kind of wondering from her chain from chat was wondering is it easy or is it hard to transition from say in in a particular panel or tile um depicting a character and then then kind of shifting and showing just mainly pure pure purely scenery um i don't i don't think it it actually is it's pretty easy because like i'm kind of trying to do them both at the same time at least for watermelon exo i'm like like i'll say like i'll draw i'll draw an arm or i'll draw i'll be drawing watermelon i'll draw an arm that's i don't like but then i'll kind of work on the background a little bit to like cover over my mistake and but then that leads to me like thinking oh maybe i can like change the pose in this in another way and it just kind of like this back and forth um but maybe maybe that is i don't know <laughs> maybe no it, i don't think no it's not hard, <laughs> do, you not really hard. Start, do you start with the background or do you start with the foreground I want, I always I always think it's a better idea to start with the background, but then mm-hmm. sometimes I get overly excited and I want to draw the foreground for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, you, and then I'll, have you ever I'll painted a happy little tree? Yes. Have you ever <laughs> <laughs> that is my go to morning morning time shows. It's so yeah, nice. It's so good. <laughs> we don't make so mistakes. Soothing. We don't make mistakes. I love that mantra. It's just like I, I wish I could be that calm painting, but I have such anxiety putting paint on a canvas that you have no idea. It's when you got to beat the devil. I can't do it. I don't use oils. I just can't do it. 
Oh man! I think I interrupted Jake. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. I'm done. <laughs> oh god. I okay. So I've been flipping through comics mm. while you've been talking, and I came across your comic with Oryx doing his counseling session. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> that that was a comic that like I had in my brain for a really long time, <laughs> but like I, I had to wait for like me to get off of whatever tangent i was in in the regular in the normal comic mm-hmm. yeah and i was i was glad i actually got to do that one i love how the darkness is literally just this space man yeah. literally with like a tie and yeah. just the mouth it's so funny and actually yeah that's it's pretty that's a pretty good one for like focus fire chat too yep. <laughs> it's i pulled from the lore of you know of uh, of Oryx and stuff, and his meeting with the darkness. Oh my gosh! That mm-hmm. How it was but, like, come in, sit yeah. down, take take a yeah, load off. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, it's like, what is he talking to at that moment? Is it like a dude like in in some kind of Twin Peaks room that's like <laughs> lay back, like, lay back on the couch? Let's talk about your mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. It's so strange. I can never quite remember. They shout something, DPS, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I figure that Oryx is a very, like, into himself. Yeah, like, that's that's probably accurate. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's so cool. So they couldn't <laughs> possibly be saying anything other than he's, like, suave and handsome. Oh, gosh. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it. it's fun. I think just having the creative ability to not only draw what you want in your head but come up with your own stories and be clever and silly and comedic a lot of times but god it's just being able to do all of it and not have to worry about somebody directing you on it Mm, yeah well then the scary part is like i'm thinking like is this even funny like oh i I think it's hilarious thank you (laughs) but i it's I, i go through a lot of like doubts of whether this is if something's I want to get it to at least be like slightly amusing. <laughs> and if I can get to like the, that level, then I'm happy. Usually. I like the fact that you pull in other genre or other uh, pop culture references. Like Evie is in the comic mm-hmm. right before that one. And I'm yeah. like, what? Why is Evie standing <laughs> on Zavala? <laughs> that was during the Pokemon, the Pokemon go craze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, I think that was, um, I think I was like, I went to Comic-Con, I think, what happened and we went to comic-con like kind of spur of the moment and but then it was during that that time in pokemon go where everyone is playing pokemon go and it ended up just being like a trip of playing pokemon go and we never even went into comic-con hardly at all we were just like trying to catch pokemon because like san diego was had so many pokemon stations or Mm -hmm. crazy it was just a, a wash in pink flowers flower petals everywhere if you if you played pokemon go you... i know i know how you feel we I went don't. to oklahoma city to go rock climbing because they have an an indoor rock climbing gym made out of an old silo yeah and downtown oklahoma city was just every 50 feet or so was a new pokey stop yeah. and i was like yes yeah and it, it was funny because we'd always we'd be walking down the street and we like like a you know some kind of 
macho bar, but it would be like, we are a poke stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. It's so amazing. It was amazing. It was so surreal. Love it. I love that it. was that was very. I think my favorite issue of Watermelon was the Pokemon Division mashup. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was during the Division's going to kill Destiny. <laughs> yeah, Division was going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Justin. You love that game. Yeah. Oh, you, two hours of it. <laughs> were you about to give up Destiny? Uh no no I was about to just give up life I was just uh, <laughs> I was, ah, I was just gonna extreme. walk into traffic because <laughs> if this is the pinnacle of gaming it's done <laughs> the subway was what he loved the subway Mark yes yes so so bad um <laughs> to to kind of come full circle back to the art though. <laughs> I was just wondering what what uh programs do you use when you do uh design on the computer? Uh I just it's mostly just on um, Photoshop. Okay. Quick quick and dirty answer. Just Photoshop. And when you as far as like how your workflow gets laid out, do you use like do you do each panel as its own kind of Photoshop image and then piece them together later or do you have like a big artboard? Yeah. Where that- you- yeah, the la- the latter. I just oh, okay, just cool. Big, that one. <laughs> it's a big thing, but I do break it up. Like, I usually like think about the panels and how many panels are going to be first, mm. and okay. you know, just so I plan it because you don't want to. It's like it's like when you're writing a letter to someone and you want to get it all on one page or something. Make sure I you're not you. saying "I love you" at the end, like in a really tiny. Or when you're like, like making a mm-hmm. welcome home poster board. Yeah. And you yeah, want to like, make sure that you get both words in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to make sure that it could tell a story in that one page. Okay. So, so yeah. you'll, if like the tiles aren't uniform, like some are bigger, some are smaller, you'll already have all those little sizes kind of picked out. And then you'll create <laughs> art within each little window, I guess. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. And, and that do like a rough sketch, like really rough. And then, mm-hmm. and then, Basically, I paint. Then I go, just go to town and paint each one. And I guess you kind of just vary, vary the tile layout just to keep it interesting to the eye. It's just yeah, there's no it, rhyme or reason to it. No, there, there's there's like some kinds of rule, like rules and stuff, like um, that I that I kind of follow. Like if if something's exciting is happening in that panel, I'll maybe start making the panels more have like more angles to them and maybe be cutting into another panel if it's like okay and if it's like really extreme action or something yeah maybe the panel layout will become a little more crazy and then if it's like calm i'll have like yeah i'll have like more structured panels there's there's a lot there's actually like there's a lot of like psychology to panel making panels but um that's what it sounds like that sounds really cool actually but because like watermelon exo is like doing it really for just for fun like don't really think about it as much <laughs> as it probably should mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so like, like you have some of the oh. overlap panels where you have like a character stand out that is mainly in one panel but he crosses over and bleeds over into a couple of other panels i mean that kind of i think that's so dynamic and a lot of comics it's one of my favorite styles quite honestly when somebody breaks the panels a little bit 
because that's like that shows you like oh this panel is important or this character is really important and mm-hmm. one scene so yeah you then you'd break the panels like that there's even like weird subtle things like if uh if, like a panel is bleeding into another page then like you perceive time in a different way <laughs> or um if you have like tiny if you have a bunch of tiny panels it seems like a short amount of time whereas like if you have a long panel it seems like a long amount of time because it's like how long your eye takes to scan that panel mm-hmm. it's like a lot of a lot of crazy stuff um and i i don't profess to be expert on stuff <laughs> i just try to feel it out like how does this feel to me does this feel good <laughs> as a comic page sometimes that's even more effective to be honest yeah i think well, yeah. skills one thing. I mean, you develop skills, but right. I think you have to have somewhat of a good eye, and um, that's a lot harder to de- I, I I guess you can develop that too, but yeah, that, I mean, that's one like, of those I things I see you as the... being born with, kind of. Well, or, that goes back to that practice too, right? Yeah, it, no, it's totally the practice. Yeah. Okay. And that's why, if you're, if you want to be good at PvP, you have to put in the time <laughs> to. To actually do that unless you're yes. like um 10 year old <laughs> <laughs> and you're just automatically good i guess yeah it's um, it's a requisite for being a 10 year old yeah. um <laughs> here's a weird question for you hmm. say you're, you're doing a, a series of panels how many layers would you say just rough estimate how many layers are you using in your most of your panels um, like are you saying like, like in Photoshop layers? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I usually, I usually just have background layer, and then the, the like characters, on their own layer. So like, if, in case I need to move them around or something in the panel, mm-hmm. and then like, whatever, uh, the like quick drawing, probably on its own layer. So probably three, three layers. Okay. And then maybe that's, panel the panel lines are usually on a separate layer too. That's impressive for some of the amount yeah. of detail that you go in and do on some of these because it's like you're adjusting everything. I think that's like not recommended. To do it like that. <laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah, that's that's working destructively most yeah. of the time, correct? Yeah. yeah, but you're good, so you can do that. <laughs> Thanks, but yeah, I, I I basically like I do it like that because then I can make a quick change if I need to. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to think like, oh, what layer is that light on? Oh, right. that gets confusing so quick. Yeah, and like I have, I have some people that work with me, like in in video game stuff, and they'll work they'll work hundreds of layers in a Photoshop document, and they'll hand it to me, and I'll be like, where is this part <laughs> on your thing? And it's like in a folder, in another folder, in a layer, mm-hmm. and it's just in a in a group. <laughs> yeah, in a group. Yeah, exactly. It's I I have a really hard time picking apart like the the logic or something of the layers if it gets to too many. I'm simple. That's okay. <laughs> it's your style. I mean, I've I've only ever seen people just have hundreds of layers and work that way, and that just blows my mind. Like you said, it's just like trying to figure out the logic behind it. But it's impressive that you're able to get some of the effects that you do just on that one layer itself. I think I think also part of it is like um just memories of like 
running out of hard drive space and stuff. And mm. like every time you make a layer, it like multiplies the, the size of the file. <laughs> so I get really paranoid about files being too big. That makes sense. Probably also. Just massive paranoia. <laughs> oh God. I just found the speaker dream. Oh yeah. That one's funny. <laughs> Will we ever know the, the answer to that? No. Uh-huh. I think it's a triple face. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the face thing again. I like how Ghost is just like flat-eyed, like really. Yeah. I think uh, part of that, it's, it's funny, like someone mentioned this to me, um, like that the Ghost sounds more like, um, like, well, less like the Nolan North Ghost and more like the... Um, Dinklebot? Dinklebot Ghost. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's true. I started this when Dinklebot was the Ghost. And I kind of like, I always got this like ominous feeling or like he was very unenthusiastic ghost, <laughs> basically. He was very sassy. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then I, I played the whole game with Nolan afterward. Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of parts where I was like, oh, that was a joke. <laughs> and, I <didn't. laughs> like, and I didn't know from Dinklebot's delivery that things were jokes. Yeah. yeah, over there. Right, okay, sorry if I'm like stepping on any <laughs> no, like dinkle No, 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 no. I mean, I, I get just... it. It's it's interpretation. It's yeah. total difference in interpretation. And <laughs> and, and I, even in, in Destiny Two, he sounds even more centric. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I like I Thank like you. what I've heard so far with the strike mission and oh, hearing yeah. Nolan versus the AI. Yeah, yeah, just, that's pretty they're awesome. So, they're so different. Yeah, because I, 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 that was something that really stood out to me. It was like, oh, they're really trying to push that, like, oh, your ghost isn't just a normal AI. It's mm-hmm. it's like almost a person, like, or it is like it has a person personality, and it's like kind of talking down to the AI a little bit, and <laughs> the AI is like, give Sorry. me instructions, <laughs> robot. Yeah. Very artificial. Great. Yeah. Meanwhile, your ghost is like, whoa, Vex wet milk waterfall. Let's yeah. stop there. Take a <laughs> I picture. love that part. <laughs> I said something about the fact that at the end of that strike, that you are basically on a floating Oreo and a glass of Vex milk. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of true. Um, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the strike yet. It's the Oreo strike. It's the Oreo, the Oreo strike. strike. I was in the zone for the strike. I don't even remember there being dialogue. <laughs> <sighs> it's so I really, good. I mean, as many that's times a, as you died. Yeah, I guess that's. Hey, finished it. A lot of people didn't finish it. That's I heard crazy. that. I heard that a lot of people didn't finish it. And we finished it. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of wish that I had gone back and done it one more time. Yeah, me too. But we kind of snuck in and didn't wait for line to wait for oh, you know yeah. wait the line to do it either. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't want to push my luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just felt like although it seemed like there were a lot of places that we kind of overlooked. Like you're just kind of yes. following you're following the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. basically through the level, follow the arrow. But then off to the sides and stuff, there was so many so much space. I heard someone even found like a ghost somewhere. Really? Oh, cool. That cool. makes me hopeful. Yeah, me too. Ooh, excited. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, 
the color palette for Destiny 2 seems a little different. Yeah, I don't know if that is from just the it being a different planet. Could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just didn't know if it was because of the mood that they're trying to set for the opening mm-hmm. mission with the fact that it was a war and very, very red, very much so red. And yeah, and I guess, Legion. I guess all your armor is kind of subdued too. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to what the flashy, flashy stuff we're wearing right now. Well, Eve, but the ships though, like the ships in the mm-hmm. loading screen are super bright compared to what we have now. Oh yeah, yeah, and a, a lot more sleek looking mm-hmm. too. They they're I was about to say the, line, the lines were very much more um, smooth mm-hmm. from for well, just the we- the weapons and the ships that I was able to see. It it felt like it always felt to me like the ships in Destiny One were kind of an afterthought. Like they're just yeah. they're basically pieces of gun guns that were like reconfigured to be a ship or something. Yeah. And then and then um but then this seemed like, oh, we're designing ships from the ground up. Yeah. Each one looks way different. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, some of them I wonder if they pull more models from the real real world to try to build their ships off of. Yeah. Because what was the one that I fly most of the time, and I can't even think of what it's called. It's the one that basically looks like an F-14. And I mean, just the fact that I can recognize what that is modern day ship. I wonder how many of the new ships will be based off of things that we already have around in the military. Yeah, that might be. That's true. Yeah, Maybe you have to get your ship from (laughs) the European dead zone or something. Yeah. It's just for me good to have ships that look like they might actually fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so that's always a bonus. Not not a seraphim toaster that looks like Hey, hey. I think that thing album. is hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Okay, you could it. literally name out any one of those ships that looks exactly like that ship, okay? It's well, the model I'm calling out. <laughs> the flying school bus. Yeah. I yeah, think it's, it's like speakers. On the side. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a style it's a choice and that's what they went with yeah goodness it's, it's okay was, um, go no, ahead, go ahead. um what was your favorite moment we've talked about a little bit as far as the art in, mm-hmm. in Destiny 2, what was your favorite moment at the D2 release? Just It could be art, it could be general, it could be whatever floats your boat at the moment. Favorite moment? I guess I guess my favorite moment was really like just the moment of I don't know. This is That's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> I've been asking everybody that and they, a lot of people have been ignoring me because it is a difficult question to answer. <laughs> The the moment that like really was the most exciting was weirdly when Cade popped a golden gun and you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and everyone like, but my, that might just be because like everyone cheered at that time and you're like, you felt like the crowd. Going right. That was actually yeah. funny because for me, I thought the t- the part that the crowd really got up for was when uh, Zavala fist of havoc. Oh yeah, oh, oh that's yeah, that was... everyone went. <gasps> I think you the could whole hear that in the whole like sequence, like where it's just yes. like, oh dang, this is just a fight right now, like on the street <laughs> of, of Zavala and like going against some. It was a firefight. <laughs> it it was cool. a firefight. It looked cool. 
Speaking of Zavala, did you get, did anybody else notice there was particle effects on his face during the cinematic? Yes. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Those have yeah. been there before, though. They, have they? Yeah. They I were in never noticed it. They weren't okay. done that well. Yeah, yeah, they got better. I think all the I think all the character models were changed slightly. Because mm-hmm. really yeah, even like, like um, that. when I, when they first showed Cade like in the bar scene, mm-hmm. like I was like really like kind of shocked how much they changed his face. Oh, mm-hmm. the, like the whole place was talking about Amanda Holiday's freckles for like yeah. ever. Oh, yeah. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Little Amanda Holiday. I want a figurine of her at that age. Oh, <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Yeah, maybe, but, maybe someday you have to like go back in time and save her or something. Yeah, that'd be so cool. that you can get the chaperone later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Good, good. So, stuff. did we leave any stones unturned? Looking through, if we didn't hit it like in order, we did hit it in the conversation. Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff here. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> Justin, you were like bouncing <laughs> all over the place in that. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's um, what I do. Um, no, I was just gonna say. So, I mean, it seems to me the overarching theme here is if if you're passionate about art. Um, just practice, 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 and don't ever quit pursuing it. Yeah, uh, and I think I think a lot of people don't want to hear that. They're like, they do yeah. want like a some kind of secret, easy way, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Yeah, story of story of life, guys. If you want and something, also you work for it. There's there's not just one type of art for you to find a career in either. Oh, there's I mean, so many different styles. Yeah. Or or even just applications. I mean, there's graphic, you know, graphic designers that do websites. There's people that just do kind of like texture, like let's there's all kinds of places to I'm I'm babbling. Um there's all kinds of places. No, it's true, it's true. And <laughs> like even, kind of even niches a, to get in. Even if you look at like the just the like um the job postings at Bungie or something. Oh yeah. There's like ten. There's like so many different kinds of artists. Like what they're asking for, like you could be, you know, some kind of 3D artist, just the lighting artist, just the texture artist, world mm-hmm. art. Goes on. I'd like on. to just design the emblems. Yeah, yeah. There's and a I, guy that does that. There is oh, that'd be so good. I, I follow. <laughs> I actually follow him. His artwork is crazy. You gotta be okay. good at design, though. Right? That. No, that's yes. what I mean. Is like on his uh, what is it? Is it Art Station? I think is the site that a yeah. lot of them have. Like all their, I think it's a. Is that like the digital portfolio, basically, of people? Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I I usually am the person who sits here and goes through Deviant Art for like six hours looking at. Well, random. he oh my he God. probably but he his, probably does like all the logos and stuff for all the the in game. Yeah, I'm companies trying remember, and things. I'm trying to remember who it is, but I I actually have like I actually spent like probably two hours going through his art station page because yeah. they. Oh, did you? No, go for it. Go for it. Oh, one thing I noticed just today though, like when I was look, I was watching someone, um, someone's stream of of the first mission. There's even logos just for the Cabal Artillery Company or something like uh-huh. the mm-hmm. company that whatever Cabal 
company that makes their artillery. It's like in boxes all around the place and uh-uh. on their ship. And it's like a little icon and everything. It's like so much detail. That's a lot of design. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. There's yeah, so many different I, facets I've to been, it. I've lost hours to like some of the Destiny uh, or the Bungie um, art teams, art stations. Like because the, it's not just Bungie; it's it's all they're like doodles. They're you know their personal artwork that they've loaded up on to it. And it's great that that site you can lose hours and get some really cool wallpapers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah no some of, some of my favorite wallpapers are are you know I get I guess they they would they would label them like throwaways but it's like yeah if that's a throwaway dude I'm I'm just never gonna never even gonna try <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage bra yeah <laughs> green did you have one more question I did but it's kind of it's kind of a deep question so I'm a little worried to ask it. Uh, I know that a lot of people, when they get really immersed in being in a certain environment in their workplace, so say it, as an artist, do you get kind of jaded and can't really appreciate things when you see it come up on the screen, like at the Destiny Revealed, because you're like, oh, this art thing, this art thing, that you're just so um, preoccupied with the technical side of it that you can't appreciate it for just the aesthetic side of it? Or is it because, I don't know, I'm kind of babbling this question because I'm trying to figure out the best way to put it. Mm. Like, like, are you talking about like when like, a, like an actor can't yeah. watch a movie without analyzing all the movie Right, like plot points and stuff. Exactly. So, like a, a somebody who goes and does musicals, who gets so burned out on it, and they can't watch them anymore because they know everything that's going to happen because they know every aspect of it. It takes the magic away. Yeah. Mm, no, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Yay. No, you no, are. Like, that is. That makes me happy that you don't have that problem. Yeah, and especially something like that's like a video game, like there's so many people that do every little part of the game and like, you can't really extract one part of it from the rest and like all merges together into like one product, I guess. And the product's always really entertaining. That makes me really happy that you don't have that problem. No, no. I'm always kind of in awe of like what they're able to do. Especially like, especially like, um, first person shooters and stuff like i really yeah i really didn't ever play first person shooters until like like uh 2011 or 12 or something like Mm -hmm. and then but then i got like i got portal and (laughs) yes like oh yeah and then i was like holy crap first person shooters can tell a story (laughs) (laughs) because i was like i was thinking they're all like um I don't know, like, yeah, just no story, just beefy dudes shooting each other. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I got like Half Life, and then it was like, oh, so yeah. much stories, so much for the story there. I'm always, I'm always kind of swept away. That's that's good though. I yeah. I worry about people who get so invested or so involved with the professional side of it and the technical side that I worry that they lose that that magic of the the entirety of it uh, i think i think that's why like 
they were even saying they've been saying so many times like even at Bungie like everyone who works on the game is also kind of a fan of the game mm-hmm. and they play it on their off time cool kind of crazy yeah because I know I don't do that for my work <laughs> yeah just gonna, I don't. just gonna say that like that's that's <laughs> takes a special special kind of passion to to okay well I worked on this now I'm gonna go back in my free time and work on it or not work on it but enjoy it some more yeah you probably usually most jobs you don't want to see that yeah you do. most most is like i'm going home because i'm going home yeah. yeah um i did i did want to kind of before we run to shout outs i did want to swing back around to a i think a comment that you made um and it wasn't really like a big comment but i think it's something that i've seen a lot of recently on like on twitter especially but this this idea of artwork for free or you know all this this stuff and this might be a little bit salt i guess but you said i mean you said you said this and i agree a hundred percent with it um as the well as a consumer you know talking to an artist i think it's very disrespectful to ask for something for free um, unless you're Justin, and then I expect it. But what? <laughs> no. Oh, you're calling Dang. me an artist. I was really <laughs> oh, okay. confused. Yeah, you can, you can. I my draw dropped over here, going what? Yeah. I was like, I didn't ask Jake for a thing, and I want to ask for so many things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I demand Justin make us art for for this for our streets, it's not but, it's not art but yeah okay yeah. <laughs> keep going but i mean like the that concept i've seen a lot of people posting it um and so is that you know just from from your from your perspective is that something that's kind of is that starting to come up more or is it just something that you know people are just growing tired of the constant and are trying mm-hmm. to to cut it at or nip it in the bud no it's i think it's just pervasive in the internet you know okay. and like just people need they need art so maybe you can just get someone to do it for notoriety or something and but not have to pay them and mm-hmm. just yeah you know, like like when that was going to be like one of my suggestions to someone who's like trying mm-hmm. to yeah that's all you know, that start and... out yeah start out as like a beginning artists in the world and stuff and like you should at least feel like you should at least get some kind of payment for your work because mm-hmm. it's your time and your effort and yeah and unless unless it is like do you see a direct a direct line from like what you're doing to like some some kind of benefit to you mm-hmm. whether it's like monster energy drinks or something or <laughs> like or if it's like Anything. doing something for like an internship or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But even then, you're, then you see, you're getting you're getting credit. Right. Yeah. I was about to say, even then, you're technically getting paid for it, though, because you're getting and you sh- and a lot of times that that is like you're doing it for free, maybe or really cheap, but you are like you're doing that internship for the promise of maybe getting hired. Right. Right. Or the opportunity, or yeah, it see like that that that's fine, but I think. And yeah, just artists have to be aware of like, be wary of like being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I've I've got one of my really good friends is a graphic designer. He does web design, and um, 
and he's freaking amazing. He kinda, yeah, he kind of talked to oh. me about about valuing your work. Um, you you might feel you're a beginner, a novice, whatever, but your work has some value. I mean, very little in this world has zero value. You know, you have to value your own work. If you overvalue it, you won't do a whole lot of work for people. But if <laughs> you undervalue it, philosophy actually. If you undervalue it, you're going to beat yourself to death, and you're probably just going to quit. Yep. So um, sure. it's it's a fine line to walk, but um, you know, uh, it's you definitely have to value your work enough to, you know, I don't. I don't want to call a plumber who will come and and work in my house for five hours for free unless (laughs) I know him. You know, I I don't want him. Yeah, that'd be really suspicious, too. Yes. Yes, it would. So (laughs) I don't want my surgeon to walk in the room and go, you know what, bud? This one's on the house. Yeah. And clap his hands. No. (laughs) You're you're paying for somebody's hard earned (laughs) skill. I mean, exactly. How much do you value that skill? I mean, do you blood, sweat and tears? Right. You want to make sure that they are not only compensated, but they put in so much time into a lot of these pieces. Because mm-hmm. these pieces, I, I mean, it takes a while to put a lot of these pieces together. I mean, yeah. I, I did a drawing uh, years ago for my mother that took me six weeks to do because, A, I suck and I'm slow. But, you know. How much did you charge her? I yeah, didn't charge her. Oh, come on, Great. Green. It's my mom. She gave her that kind of is a Trump card, you know? <laughs> it's a Trump card. But you were you were paid with her like probably gratitude or something. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I got I'm yeah, and I'm also probably well, gonna you get are her here. car, so that'll be you good. Are here. Uh-huh. You kinda owe her one. You owe right. her a solid. Yep. The birth card. She'll play that till the day she dies. <laughs> you know I gave birth to you yes mom <laughs> and it'll work that's the thing <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well I just wanted to I wanted to swing back to that one because I think I, I have seen that come up quite a few times actually in the past like week or so mm-hmm. and I just I'm like it It was yeah. something that like I knew in the back like it's it happens I know that but then like I was seeing it by like two or three different pretty big name I know uh, Captain Twa's posted it i think last week and that kind of it kind of took off there for a little while and i know yeah and it might it might be because of like i I have a theory also that maybe it's because of the whole twitch affiliate thing and like maybe people are looking for people to do for like the emotes emotes and stuff yeah yeah and people though some people are willing to do them for free but like you're not going to get a good emote if you're getting if you're like kind of conning someone out of their time. Yeah. I just, I mean, mm-hmm. just personally, I'm like, I, I'm just like, I kind of, I kind of fall in line with, you know, I know, I know this is kind of Bife's philosophy as well for, for his Patreon is, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, I wouldn't I, just me personally, this is hundred percent my personal opinion, but like, if I'm going to ask someone to make me something, it's, it's almost an, it, it almost to me is an insult to ask them to do it for free. Like, you know, it's like, that's me saying that I don't value your time. And so, and that's not the case at all. And so it's like, that's just where I'm kind of like, I've never really understood that just personally. So, but. So we know how you feel about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Curses. I'm going to have to edit that out, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, let's let's roll. I think we I think we hit everything, right? Did we? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's roll into some shout-outs and then uh we might I think we can stick around for a little bit of an after show. Okay. Jake, you am I invited? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You're invited. I think I think I speak for Justin. Or I'm gonna beat Justin to the punch here. I think anytime you want, you're invited. You're invited. Yay. Yes. Yeah. Even if you want to come and talk lore. I don't care. Oh come yeah. On. I am come interested. On. I'm interested in lore, even though I make fun of it. That's okay. No. We make we make fun of it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what, what um, shout outs? I know I know one of these shout outs is going to get a lot of hip 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 hoorays from a couple of our people. Um, well, OK, I, I want to first off, I want to like thank you guys for letting me on the show because that was very nice of you. And oh. um, yeah. And and then I also want to thank or not thank I want to sh- make a shout out to my booth mates. Tastic and Carly Cartoons, who are going to be joining me at Guardian Con. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a booth and everything. It's called the Elixni Enthusiast Alliance, which is way too long of a name. <laughs> the best, the part. The best yeah. part is the bumper sticker. The EEAB. <laughs> I know, I know Damo. I'm going to have to send Damo. Like, I'm going to have to get him as many little things that you guys have with the, cause you have, isn't it, isn't it your, isn't that one, the one with the, uh, the captain head? Yeah. 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 So we have, we even made a website for it <laughs> for no reason, basically. But <laughs> and it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, we may never do this again, but at least for a guardian con, we made like a little group art group. Nice. Yeah. You guys will be doing caricatures, correct? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't speak Destiny, for my the Destiny themed characters. That would be pretty sweet, though. Maybe I it should, would. I, maybe, okay, I'll bring I'll bring pencil. And- <laughs> I'll, I'll at least draw one. Yeah, yeah. Even for if maybe maybe for like a, a, maybe for Justin <laughs> for me. Yeah. No, maybe you have a highly like caricature. <laughs> you have a very highly um caricature bull face I'm, yeah. I'm basically a caricature <laughs> already um, you are unique yeah <laughs> i love justin's response <laughs> i'm basically already one i'm just not on paper i love it i'd love to draw that <laughs> <laughs> you heard it <laughs> But even if you, I mean, even if you don't do the caricatures, Justin, I mean, you, you'll have your own art there and you guys are going to be selling mm-hmm. your art and oh, your yeah. pins and stuff like that. So definitely show up if you are coming to Guardian Con to support yeah. these guys. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have a lot of things hopefully to sell yeah. and um, hopefully I'll be in, I'll actually be in a full EXO costume. That's awesome. Booth. If it's not hot, too hot in there, I don't know how the air conditioning is going to go. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it though. And uh, looking forward to meeting you guys there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Cool. Green, you got to have some merch. Green. What about yeah. you? Shout out. Uh, my, my shout out is to uh, first to Jake for just coming on here and 
reminding me that I do know something about art a little bit because now after starting to talk about it, I'm like, hey, I remember some of these terms. Yeah. And then my other shout out goes to Sean, the art guy who's in our discord and he never listens to the show because he's kind of a fuddy duddy like that. But <laughs> he, uh, he's the guy who taught me about art in college. He was my, the, my art teacher buddy who was going to school for it at the time. And wow. he, I would not have any passion to draw or any desire to draw at all if it wasn't for him because he just sat down with a pad and paper and threw it at me half the time. And we talk about D&D and draw. So that's my shout outs. Justin? Um, yeah. Yeah, just great big shout out to Jake or as he's known on the Twitterverse, Laze Summerston. Um, <laughs> I hate you so much. For for joining amazing for joining and uh and just hanging out with us and talking talking some art um and also for for making um watermelon exo which it's funny because it's been around since as as long as I've been playing this game so it's kind of wormed its way into my head canon so to speak <laughs> good um, and I've done my my job <laughs> good <laughs> like so many of these of these like moments from these grimoire cards, the the visual from Watermelon has has made its way into my my head visual. So I know I know the darkness one. That's like exactly yeah, that sticks with you. That's exactly um, what I see. I just want to be yeah. an NPC in the game, please. <laughs> I think you should be, or be I think awesome. there should at least be a Watermelon Exo shader. I know you have something yes. that's close yes. right now, but but I think there should be one called Watermelon Exo. That but would that's be just awesome. Um, Bungie, please. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, other than that, just big shout out to um, uh, I, I don't know, just Guardian Con in general. And if I didn't shout you out last week, um, big shout out to um, all my squad from the D two reveal. That was so freaking fun. And um, yeah, just blue and green for allowing me to go to the D2 reveal again. Y'all are amazing. This is four weeks in a row we've gotten. Four weeks in a row. Just, I know. He's uh-huh. he's a little. Got it little... going. I'm emotional, <laughs> okay? I'm emotional. <laughs> Good guys. Thanks. <laughs> I, like how, thank I, like you, how, I like how you tried to hijack <laughs> my shout outs here, Justin. Oh, did I? What did I do? I didn't see. Oh, no. No, that you you wrote that. You were, you were doing <laughs> I love how you can hover over it and see who did write it, though. Can you? You can figure it out. (laughs) So, Um, anyways, guys, uh, thank you. So the next, the next behind the scenes, I'm actually working on something. I'm hoping will work out, uh, and it should be really, really cool. um, As soon as we get that kind of, I think a little bit more solidified. We will be updating the Discord chat, so be sure to jump into the Discord server if you are not already over there um, for the behind the scenes, because that's that's usually, uh, like I said, this is the first behind the scenes that we actually have recorded live, which was, you know, usually we we record offline just simply because some of the topics kind of can get edged towards people's um, areas where people might have NDAs, to be blunt. Um, and mm-hmm. so there's some reviews that sometimes need to go mm-hmm. into it before we go live. Um, but so, yeah, so it's an interesting, an interesting experiment for us to do a behind the scenes live. 
Um, but normally what we do is we collect the questions uh, from the chat over the the couple months that we prep, and then those are what stem the conversation that we then record and distribute. Uh, you know, for those who are in the stream right now, we are actually going to be releasing this on the podcast feed the first Wednesday of next month. So this isn't going to be in the normal release schedule that most of the podcasts have been. So just keep that in mind. But other than that, yeah, just keep an eye out on that. I'll, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try to maybe put some tweets out for the behind the scenes to kind of remind people of that. I think if mm-hmm. I, re- if I can remember, that's what I'll do. But all yeah, the tweets, all the tweets, all the tweets. So let's mm-hmm. run through an outro and then we're going to stick around for, well, I guess we get to stick around for a live after show. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. If you'd like to join us for our live streamed episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focus fire chat. Links to all our sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again, Jake, for giving us a chance to learn about your experiences with the whole aspect of creating the amazing artwork that I know I, as well as the rest of the community, love to look at every day. I will, of course, be putting your links in our show notes for anyone who wants to check out all that you do or follow up with any other questions that they might have. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes as well. Be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on the guardiansofdestiny.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. Did you did you get all your shout outs done? Mm-hmm. All the okay. good ones. Okay. I would like to thank Justin for being so <laughs> good looking. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang. <laughs>